I'm John Carter in Moscow, in Havana, Cuba. Now in Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. I'm John Carter in Petra, right here in communist China, reporting from India. Hi, I'm John Carter in the Solomon Islands. I'm John Carter in Soweto, from El Salvador. I'm John Carter in Sydney, Australia. Now, here's John Carter with today's message. Hello, friend. I'm John Carter. Welcome back. We're talking today about our hiding place. Some people would say these are scary times. They are right. The economy, we don't know what's going to happen. We do know that there are tens of millions of people who've lost their jobs here in the United States of America. I want to tell you today, you don't need to be afraid because God is our hiding place. Have you ever had a gun stuck in your back? I have. I was in Africa and I had a gun stuck in my back. That's a rather scary experience. We've been running this great campaign in the city of Harare, Zimbabwe. That's the new name for Salisbury, Rhodesia. Very beautiful city. At least it used to be a, a very beautiful city. And we had thousands and thousands of people coming to our meetings as we were preaching the blessed gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. I had to go out to the television station. It was out in the bush, out in the jungle. I had to go there for an interview. But when I got there, I discovered it was a setup. And soon I was surrounded by a bunch of soldiers with guns, prodding me with their guns. And they were led by a man who was a terrorist. And he was cursing at me and railing at me because I was there preaching the gospel of, of Christ. And that was something they didn't want to understand. At least he didn't want to understand it. He hated Christians. And soon I was marched down this road in, in the jungle and I had this gun sticking in my back. Now that can be a rather scary experience when you seem to be a million miles from home and you've got a gun that's sticking in your back. You know what I did? I recalled Psalm 23. Even though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I got a tremendous peace. I knew that I was in the hands of God and I knew that nothing could touch me while I was in the hands of the God who made the stars. And then I thought of, of another tremendous text. That's Hebrews chapter 13 and verses 5 and 6. And I want to share that text with you right now. If you're feeling afraid, if you're feeling anxious, if you're scared of the circumstances, I want this text to sink down into the molecules of your mind. Here is the text. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. Now here it is. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? I tell you what, my friend, when, when you're in Africa and you seem to be forsaken by every person on the 
face of the earth and you're there by yourself and you've got a gun sticking in your back and a terrorist is cursing at you and saying that he's going to have you killed, you need to find a hiding place. Deep down inside, God spoke to me. God said, John, you don't have to be afraid because I'm going to take care of you. I want to say this today from my heart to your heart, my beloved brother and sister, don't be afraid because God has said, I will never, never, never leave you and I'll never forsake you. And soon as we walked down this jungle path, the terrorist was driving a car. and He was cursing at me out of the window of the car. And all these soldiers were walking with me, some pushing me along with guns. And then the terrorist said, I'm going to leave you to these men. And he turned the car around and he went back to the television station. And as soon as he was out of sight, <laughs> the soldiers got around me and they put down their guns and they started to hug me and they said, Pastor Carter, uh, we know you. We come to your meetings. We've come to your meetings and we've accepted Christ. <laughs> I said, thank God. He's my hiding place and he has preserved me. And soon they uh, rushed me off in a car and got me back to the meeting. The people were waiting for me at the meeting. They wondered why I was so late. I want you to know this. No circumstance is too bad for the God who loves you and the God who died on the cross to redeem you. Now, it's quite likely that we're going to go into a great recession, maybe a great depression. You can't keep printing billions and trillions of dollars and think you can just keep doing this. A day is coming when it's going to be a day of judgment and somebody's going to say, I've come for the money. And so a lot of people are saying, what are we going to do if we have a depression or even a recession? I want you to look again at Isaiah chapter 32 and verse 2, and I'm going to read it in this translation. Isaiah chapter 32 and verse 1 and onwards. Now, look, a righteous king is coming. This is Christ. Honest princes will rule under him. He will shelter Israel from the storm and the wind. Wow. He's going to be a shelter from the storm and the wind. I need that shelter. He will refresh her as a river in the desert and as the cool shadow of a large rock in a hot and a weary land. Just think about this. In other words, my brother and my sister, God is going to be our hiding place. He's going to be our shelter from the storm. He's going to be our refreshing stream in the desert. He's going to be our shadow of a mighty rock in a weary land. Praise God. Did you notice this? On Monday, the 20th of April, 2020, oil dropped to minus $37. 
the biggest drop in the history of oil. I've long been predicting a collapse of the world economy. I do this on the basis of Bible prophecy. I do not believe in sensationalism, but I do believe in following the truths of the word of God. I say this to everybody who is watching the telecast. Listen to me. You can't keep printing money as we are doing here in the United States of America. The Treasury can't keep saying, hey, let the printing presses run for another week and we'll print another two or three trillion dollars and we'll just give it out. There is coming a day of accounting. But I want you to know, if we have a depression, that God is going to be our hiding place. The recent collapse of oil has sent a seismic shock around the world, especially Russia, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, Canada, and the United States of America, where we are simply saying, let the printing presses run and print the trillions of dollars because we do not believe in balancing the budget. Right now, we have 30 million decent, honest, good Americans unemployed. Now, I know a little bit about the Great Depression because my parents went through the Great Depression in Australia. And this, I can tell you, was a terrible time for my parents. They lost everything they had. They lost their shop. They lost their home. But my mother discovered Christ during the Great Depression, and she discovered that Christ was her hiding place. I'm going to turn to a text over here in Luke chapter 21 and verse 25 and on. Luke chapter 21 and verse 25 and onwards. Luke 21 and verse 25 and onwards. And I want you to listen now to the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. doesn't matter whether you believe me or not, but it matters a great deal if you believe the words of Christ. There will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars. And on the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. The literal sea, literal waves roaring, but the sea also represents the nations of the world. They'll be roaring. Men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. The Bible tells us great things are going to happen to the earth, great calamities, and the nations are going to be terrified. But during that time, the people of God will not be frightened because they will have peace and security in Christ because he is their hiding place. So I want you to know this. We have peace in the midst of the storm. We have a hiding place. And for the Christian, the bad news is the good news because Christ is coming. You hear this? The bad news is the good news, brother. The bad news is the good news, sister. Why? Christ is coming. And Christ right now is our hiding place. This is the word of God. But until he comes, he will supply our physical needs. Did you hear this? Until he comes, he will supply our physical needs. 
I want to give you one of those precious promises that we spoke about in the first session. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19 says, And my God, are you listening to me? Please, are you listening? And my God shall supply. He needs to be your personal God. My God. And my God shall supply all your need, not all your wants. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. The Bible tells me, and this is a promise from Almighty God, the God who made the stars, that he will supply all of our needs even in the midst of a great recession and depression. He is my hiding place and I run to him and I'm safe. When I was a boy preacher out of Avondale College, I was sent to a little town, beautiful little town, in New South Wales, biggest state in Australia, sent to a town by the name of Parks, New South Wales, Australia. I met there an old man. His name was Mr. Draper. He told me the story when he was a young man living in the Parks area. He was so poor. He was living in a tent. Then he was putting in some wheat, trying to get the wheat to grow. Nothing seemed to work. Then he went along to some meetings in parks and he heard an evangelist preach about Christ and he gave his life to Christ. He became a true Christian and he started to keep the commandments of God. I met this great man, Mr. Draper. Used to hear him pray the most wonderful prayers I've ever heard, filled with all the promises of God. He knew God and God knew him. Then Mr. Draper started to pay his tithes. Do I believe in tithing? Of course I believe in tithing. The Bible teaches that one-tenth of everything we have belongs to God. So I believe in returning a tithe to God. And since, listen to me, since I have been paying tithe, and maybe sometimes two tithes and three tithes, I don't know how to cope with all the blessings that Almighty God gives me. So I say to you, if you're not a tither, and if God is not your partner, my friend, you're missing out on a tremendous blessing. So Mr. Draper said he started to pay his tithe and keep God's commandments, and he said, wow, you should have seen the wheat, the bumper crops. He said, I, 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 he said, I couldn't have believed it, but the blessings came down from God and the blessings came up from God. There was so much wheat. I was able to get out of the tent. I was able to build myself a house. He said, I have been marvelously blessed. And then he quoted to me Luke 6, 38, the words of Jesus. Look at this. This is terrific. Give, it will be given to you. The people who are the richest people in the world, spiritually and every other way, are the people who give, not the stingy people. Give, it'll be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it'll be measured back to you. He said, I got so many blessings. God gave me the blessings, shaken, pressed down, running over. He said, I, I just couldn't handle all the blessings. God is good. He discovered that God was good and God was his refuge. God was his hiding place. God was his refuge from the storm. God was his running river of abundance in the desert. God was his 
shadow of a mighty rock in a weary land. God was everything he needed. Mr. Draper found his hiding place. I want to say this to you, my friend, my brother, my sister. Listen to me. He is my refuge. He is my shelter from the storm. He is your river in the desert. He is your mighty rock in a weary land. He is our refuge when money is in short supply and when the treasury can no longer keep printing trillions of dollars. When they go broke, God doesn't go broke. When money is in short supply and times are tough, God is our hiding place. When I was a boy at college, didn't have much money. I was there for six years. And one vacation I went selling books in western New South Wales, beautiful country and beautiful people. And I rode my Harley Davidson. I, I'm sorry to tell you this, perhaps this is inappropriate, but I love Harley Davidsons. And I used to love riding my motorbike out meeting all the farmers, selling books. But it can be tough because where do you stay at night? I had nowhere, nowhere to stay. But about seven o'clock at night, I'd start praying to God, God, look, here I am. No hotels here, no motels, no tents. <laughs> a lot of wheat country, a lot of country roads. And I'd say, God, you're my hiding place. And every night, week after week, month after month, I was given a place to stay. I started out so skinny. I weighed 130 pounds. The ministerial students at Avondale had a club. We called it the Bones Club. We were so skinny. Didn't get enough food. <laughs> Been there for years trying to get through college, get a degree in theology. But when I was there, I put on 14 pounds riding the motorbike, not at college, 14 pounds because people were so generous to me. God blessed me. I want you to know God is our hiding place. He's a hiding place even for poor students. Uh, look at Psalm 32, verse 7 and 8. Psalm 32 and verse 7 and 8. You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. God did it for me on one occasion. Now, I'm no good at mechanical things. Riding my bike down the road, I heard a noise. I went back, looked at the back wheel, which is very hard to take off when you've got no tools. Even with tools, it would be very hard for me. There I found a huge big nail sticking in the, in the tire and that tire had a rubber tube inside. So I said, what can I do? I, I can get the nail out, but I can't get the tire off and I can't fix it. I got down there in the dust. Are you still listening to me? You better hear this. I got down there in the dust in New South Wales beside the Harley Davidson. I said, God, I've got no tools. I don't know what to do. I'm trying to earn my fees to go back to college. I'm going to take this nail out. Please keep it up. Pull the nail out. I'm expecting to hear the noise of the air blowing out. Not a lot of faith, you see. <laughs> but it doesn't depend just upon our faith. It depends 
all upon God. He's our hiding place. I pulled the nail out. I got on the bike and had enough faith to get on the bike and I rode it down the road and I rode it for the next three months. Selling books, children's books on the gospel of Christ. The tire never went flat. God kept the tire up. You say, it's impossible. Nothing is impossible to the God who made the stars. I want you to know, my friend, uh, that God is our hiding place. God is our refuge. HMS Richards was one of the great preachers of the United States of America. Had a quartet. They used to sing the song, There is a place of quiet rest near to the heart of God. When you get near to the heart of God, you will find that it is, it is a wonderful place. It is a place without fear. There's a place of quiet rest for you. So we will not fear a recession or a depression because we have a hiding place and we are safe. We shall not be fearful or anxious. Now, let me tell you this. I'm going to run out of time before I run out of stories. I was in a war zone and alone in a broken down taxi. I flew from Amman and Jordan to Damascus in Syria. It was a time of fear and tension. In Damascus, I hired a car and drove hundreds of miles north, going to an archaeological site called Tel Mardik, where they discovered the ancient city of Ebla. Then I had to come back to Damascus, a long, long day full of tension because this is a dangerous part of the world. When I got back to Damascus, I discovered that my flight back to Amman had been cancelled. So I had to get a taxi, a service taxi, and drive down the road at the middle of night down to Amman and had to go over the Golan Heights. And in the middle of the night, the taxi broke down on the Golan Heights. There were soldiers going everywhere. My taxi driver got out, went to go try to get help. He was away for a couple of hours. I could see tanks moving around the car. God was my hiding place. I thought of Psalm 23. I thought of Psalm 91. And I said, you are my hiding place. We got the car going. We got back to Amman after one of the most dangerous experiences of my life. But I had peace because God was with me. I read in my mind Psalm 91, not going to go through it now, but where God says, I will be with you in trouble. We shall not fear. God is my hiding place when sorrow strikes. Going to move on a little bit, run out of time, but I'm going to tell you a wonderful story. Death is the ultimate threat, but there is a hiding place from death. Folks, I'm not an armchair theologian. What I'm telling you, I know is true because I've seen the power of God. This is the story of Mr. and Mrs. Horatio Stafford who lived in Chicago during the 19th century. He was a very successful businessman, but he lost everything in the great Chicago fire. He decided to take his wife and four daughters to England to assist the great evangelist Dwight Moody. At the last moment, he was forced to stay behind to attend to urgent business matters. So he sent his family ahead on the ship, V de Havre. He planned them to, to join them in two weeks. 
but it was not to be. The ship carrying his family, his four wife and four daughters, was struck and sunk by the English vessel Loch Erne. In just 12 minutes, the survivors finally landed at Cardiff in Wales. Mrs. Spafford cabled her, her husband, saved alone. Although stricken by grief, Horatio found comfort, peace and hope in Christ, his hiding place. He penned these words, we sing them. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ hath regarded my helpless estate and hath shed his own blood for my soul. And Lord, haste the day when the faith shall be sight the clouds be rolled back as a scroll, the trumpet shall resound and the Lord shall descend. Even so, it is well with my soul. Listen to me, brother, sister. Faith sees beyond the present and sees a glorious future. It sees beyond death and sees life. In God's precious promises, it finds a a hiding place. It finds security. It finds hope. It finds assurance. It finds rest. Whatever happens, my friend, you and I are never, never alone. Never forsaken. I invite you today, take Christ into your heart. Believe in Christ. Trust in his promises and the almighty God who loves you will be your hiding place. Amen and amen and God bless you. Time. It takes only a minute to have eternal life. How can you get saved in a minute? It's simple. First, believe that Jesus was the Son of God. Second, accept his free gift of eternal life. And then, you're saved. It's not hard. It doesn't take any time. You can be saved in a minute right now. Pray with me. Lord God, I realize that I am a sinner. My sin has separated me from you. I accept that your Son, Jesus Christ, died for me. I ask Jesus into my heart. If you prayed this prayer, you are saved. The next thing to do is Tell someone, fellowship with other followers of Jesus, get baptized, read your Bible and pray. Choices, we make them every day, all day. The most important choice you will make in your life is whether to choose eternal life or let it pass you by. If you'd like more information about your new life, call the number and visit our website. You can now find the Carter Report anywhere anytime on any Android or Apple device. Use your cell phone, tablet, computer, or TV to access the many inspirational messages from Pastor Carter 24-7. For Apple users, go to the App Store. For Android users, go to Google Play and download the free Carter Report app. The Carter Report 
also has an official YouTube and Vimeo channel. Search for The Carter Report and find the topic that speaks to you. Roku users, simply search for The Carter Report and download the app free. The same on Amazon Fire. For Apple TV, visit the App Store and download the app. Reach out to The Carter Report and experience the hope, faith, and love of Jesus Christ. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.